Hey Maggie. Hey Anna. We're doing something different. It's going to be fun. We're listening to Shorty Doo-Wop and his hip-hop music. He is joined by Stutters, who's a friend of his uh, for a long time, and they've created some music together. This is somebody that I ran into just randomly, but really enjoyed his style. Uh, great music, yeah. and we're going to talk to him, and we're going to talk theater, too. Sounds like a plan. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Why did we start this podcast? I really wanted to drink Manhattans and talk to people. <laughs> what, why did goals achieved? Go- <laughs> goals. Hmm, it's good Hashtag to achieve goals. your goals. <laughs> I've seen some theater lately. Tell me about the theater that you have seen. Well, I was in the desert. I missed everything. But here, let me that. tell you what I found. We found Joshua this trees. interesting. Um, uh, were that I don't know what kind of trees they were. They were <laughs> they like Doctor Seuss. They trees. were Doctor Seuss trees. They were in a place called Joshua Tree National Park. Mm-hmm. I assume they were yuccas. I don't know. I just didn't think you were going to come back alive. Well, lots of people get lost there. Apparently, this I know. is a thing. I've seen the documentaries. Well, we stayed on the road. We didn't even really get out. We were like, what is the fastest way to drive through Joshua Tree while seeing the trees and also getting photo? vantage points and they were like here's a loop that you can do it takes about an hour here are the three places to get off Mm. you'll see other cars there and we did it and we got great photos and And we did this entire trip based on popular instagram locations and it was incredible don't roll your eyes it was incredible we saw all the best stuff we saw all the best stuff and ate all the best food the most photographed instagrammed spots in america that's where you went that was your vacay that was my vacay and guess what i saw amazing shit we went to yeah. Salvation Mountain, which is basically this big... So at the bottom of the Salton Sea, there's this big, empty expanse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in it is a thing called Slab City, which is basically people off the grid, and they live in these oh, little yeah. uh, trailers cool. or whatever. They've built yeah. these little structures. and They're lizards. Go, they are. They kind of They're like lizards. get heat from the sun. Yeah. and then. But, you know, they, they do their little... They're a little artsy, craftsy thing. But there is, on one side of it, this thing called Salvation Mountain, and it's basically a big trash sculpture that has been painted with latex paint, and it's it's devoted to the worship of Jesus. Mm. And you can climb all over it. It looks like Dr. Seuss. It's incredible. Um, It's bizarre. And then you drive through Slab City, and there's all this weird stuff, and then you go and you end up in East Jesus, which is a sculpture garden with with a very anarchist point of view. Uh, and it's more trash. Like, this is what I found about the desert is they take trash and they yeah. turn it into this, like, amazing, bizarre sculpture. So, yeah. and then we went to the Banana Museum and got a banana shake. Bananas in the desert? Yeah. Tell me more. Um, so we were in there and we were like, why would you do this yeah. with your life? Mm-hmm. And they were like, we thought it sounded whimsical and fun. And they were right. It was whimsical and fun. We walked in there. We bought a banana shape. We walked out. And the woman was like, thanks for being very appealing. And I was like, shut up. banana (laughs) shakes. It was really good. It's worth it. I you should I go to the had one sea. for twenty years. Well, but go to I the salt and sea and okay. get a banana shake. It's worth it. All right, start. The so car. anyway, I was on vacation because we finished American Idiot and decided to get out of town. So I saw Invisible Hand and Great. Crimes of the Heart. Tell me about Invisible Hand. That sounded good. Right. Um, it was. It was good. Well, you know we. We really like that playwright, right? And Ayad Akhtar, and and we had we liked seen Disgraced. Disgraced. This play is a little more. 
it, it's almost like the op, like the inverse yeah, I of that. disgraced because you have a white guy banker who's been kidnapped by Islamic Pakistani militants and right. they are trying to build roads or something. <laughs> and so they're holding him hostage for money so they can deliver vaccines and build roads in Pakistan, which is like, oh, okay. so that's their purpose. Their purpose is that they want to, they're taking, they're supposedly allegedly to put back into infrastructure. Yeah. Okay. Altruists, philanthropists. You okay? But yeah. it's, it, but they're, but they're shown to be, everyone is shown to be a hypocrite, kind of like in disgraced. Everyone's sure. disgraced. Everyone in invisible hand is, right. is shown to be, but kind instead of, of sort of like a person, uh, within the, the Muslim, Mm-hmm. Uh, com- community or culture being sort of like trapped by right. the white, white culture. It's 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 right. the other way around in a very exactly. literal way. We have Perfect. a white guy who's is literally captured by quite literally. Yeah, At he's the point a prisoner. Of a gun. Or he wears a like a shift that is dirty. He wears a dirty shift. Yeah. That's and how he, you know. That's and how, then that's they the make cue. him do trading. They oh, force right. him. They force him. <laughs> that's what we call. Uh, Capitalism? Capitalist rape. <laughs> capitalist rape, yes, it was. It was a long play. We force you to make capitalist money. Capitalist rape, yeah, exactly. Via manipulation of the market. So, well, he comes up with this idea. Oh, I'm going to well, make course. you money, and, and because my people won't pay my ransom, I'll make my ransom by yeah. Why won't they pay his ransom? I think he's not important enough. Now, he was kidnapped as a mistake, right? It wasn't, they weren't trying to get him, they just ended no, up I with him? No, I think they were trying to get him. Oh, they were, okay. I think so. Okay. So they just so see this is the problem that I have is that they're they're kidnapped. It's like if somebody kidnapped me. Like, what are you really supposed to get out of this? Like, there's nothing to get. (laughs) Why would they kidnap somebody that nobody's going to pay ransom for? (laughs) (laughs) You can't have them die before you're going to have to die before you have the cats. (laughs) Yeah, I know. If somebody kidnapped me, what would they want? Really? Because it couldn't be mine. (laughs) (laughs) The Hummels. We want all the Hummels. Did they? They accidentally kidnapped this guy. See, okay, okay, I missed that I, plot point. Our producer knows the plot point They better. were trying to get... Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, like, uh, missed that. It's all right. The point is they kidnap him, and then he manipulates the market to make his ransom. Yeah. But now tell me about the... Why is this hypocritical? Hypocritical? Yeah, you said they were all hypocrites. Oh, right. So the kidnappers mm-hmm. who are doing this to help other people, right? right other right. Pakistanis, end up enriching themselves. You know, so sure. they, they're skimming yeah. Boku bucks off the top. Like you do. As one does. I if mean, you're not I... stealing a, a little, you're stealing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. Words to live by. So, you know, that comes out. And, yeah. and uh, okay. you know, so they turn out to be more capitalistic and right. Western. And then, and then what's his face? The kidnap victim. Oh, Bright. Nick his Bright. Name, Nick Bright. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He ends up being kind of Not a altruistic, but you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like they sort of flip. And What is the message of this? The message is Muslims are scary. Oh, God, they kidnap really? people and put, yeah, I mean, it really was. I mean, that's the problem with this play is like it, it's juiced up and it is juiced up. Yeah. You know, there's guns. It's a kidnapping. It's all juicy, juicy. What would have made it better? Like, how could they have cast it differently? Like, because they have John Tufts, who's great, but he is like the ultimate white dude. 
Yeah. I think, um, gosh, better. I mean... Or di- at least dispersed some of that around so oh. that it was a little more even. It wasn't just so clearly like, Muslim people uh-huh. are bad. Muslim people are bad. No, I think that's died in the wall really? of the play. I no, mean, too bad. it's part of the text. Wow. Like, oh, if you're really bad. fixated on the, the meaning of the words, you might glean that, you know, okay, there's a lot of hypocrisy. Sure, everyone's and, bad. And everyone's bad. And, but... What it's running on, the juice it's running on, is the idea that that the John Tufts character, the American white guy, banker, can be violently killed at any moment, you know, and and that is problematic. That is problematic. Now it's from I was I was thinking about this so much. Like it's it's sadly it's like the perfect play because for commercially because it's written by. Uh, Pakistani American, right? Uh, right. So it's yeah. like got carte blanche to sort of, sure, produce it, and it's and it's a thriller, and so you're yeah, watching, yeah, yeah. and it goes on. But like, if a white person wrote that play, oh no, it wouldn't. No, it would never see the no, boards. I mean, that's that's true. I think that like when it, it's like the idea of like if you are a homosexual writer or culture creator like you're allowed to call anybody you want a faggot because mm-hmm. that's just part of the culture you know but like if but like I can't and I wouldn't but, but it's then, malicious but like it's yeah. it's a sort of like if you're within it you're allowed to use it because right. you're using it culturally but then it's really shown to and exhibited to a lot of bourgeois white people oh i you know, know what i mean i see you know what though i think we're that this fixated is, on the violence this is like a tough place to be in because on one hand it is not helpful culturally or politically yeah. to show muslim people as being like to to know. to show them as being extremists right but right. on the other hand like that does exist like there does. are muslim extremists in the world yeah. so it's not like this is you're just making something up based on nothing and putting Jews, it on people you know it's yeah, like, of course i mean there's i mean what are you gonna every I mean, stereotype that you can find like it, there is it's so, like it's so racist we almost can't see it like right. it's so it's like they're terrorists they're muslim terrorists it does seem really obvious <laughs> it does seem really the obvious only like why not thing yeah, yeah i know that that is That's giving bad. it credibility is the ethos of the writer and and so because he's pakistani american and grew up in wisconsin or something god that's awful, tough I'm sorry. though um he you know so came, like came what as it. a white woman can you not write about oh man because i've been thinking about this that a lot like as a white woman what what can i write about that is different and unique and expresses a point of view and what can i not write about yeah, and I well, think, if you write a realist genre piece, yeah, about like sort of the African American experience, like if I were to write <laughs> Raisin in the Sun, mm-hmm. that would just be weird. Yeah, definitely, that would be weird. But you know what I found out though? What? You know, with Facebook, yeah. the face page, the face page. Um, I looked at my like self identity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing, the profile. You got to show me how to do that. Okay. Well, I'm very curious about my. It's, it's going to tell me that I'm a gay man. Yeah, it told me I was a black woman, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the highest compliment you could you get. Know. And a consumer. Well, it said I was like an engaged consumer, I think. Well, engaged. 
Uh, yeah, they know me well. They said nothing about my addiction to dumplings. So it's like, I don't know what they're thinking, but they they said I was African-American uh, identified or, wow. or procl- I'd something. I was like, whoa. That's funny because your profile picture is you. Super white. You're white. <laughs> I'm a whiter shade of pale. You're like milky white. I know. You're like natural blonde white. I'm like someone kept this thing from the sun for a really long time. And here it is. <laughs> it fluoresces. I don't know what it is, but it fluoresces. Don't turn off the lights. It'll turn blue. Right. So I can't so write a raisin so, in the sun. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 the in, inside of a coconut. Uh, you know, <laughs> that I could write. <laughs> I don't uh, know what I could write. So why did Ensemble hmm. choose to do this piece, you think? Just because the well, playwright is popular and it seems like a good way to sell people on the play. I don't know. Yeah, why would you choose so. to do this well, piece it's if good, it's so... I mean, it's not a bad play. It's a good play. Yeah. I just think it's it's implications but are timing a wise scary. it seems a little like it seems a little right. potent in terms oh, of Oh, I know with the Muslim ban. Yeah. Like it seems like if you had done this 10 years ago it would not have been be like, hmm. we wouldn't be having this conversation. It would just be like, yeah, you know, there's these people in Pakistan and yeah. you know, but and people don't know anything about Pakistan it seems like. That's true. Well, I think that the American people American know people. very little about Pakistan. Yeah, it's like what's Pakistan? Yeah. Like, where is that? I don't know. I think it's near India, only yeah. because I saw no, Bendit no. like Beckham, right. and I know she did not right. like you being know, called Pakistani. Pakistan is really a Western invention, too. I mean, it's right. so sure. interesting. No, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's an interesting its play. It's it's just uh, better observed in the breach, as mm. Hamlet might say. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I want to do, I hope he writes a lot more plays. Yeah. And, but I can see it's a hell of a drug. You, you put, you know, you put that kind of rage on stage Mm -hmm. and, uh, it keeps people's eyeballs open. I mean, it's pretty addictive. But I mean, do you think that that's irresponsible to just Mm. use the fact that that's an easy way to get people to stand up out of their seats while also perpetuating this? Not necessarily. I do. (sighs) Man, I I do. I'm commercial. why Why are you doing that? Like, Come on, man. Um, he already won the Pulitzer. Yeah, you want a Pulitzer so he doesn't so care like, anymore. Well, and I and I think he's put a lot of himself in the Nick, oh, Nick yeah. Bright character, the white guy character. That's interesting. Yeah, d- definitely. That's really interesting. But it's really like a death of the author situation where it's mm. it's not about him at all as an individual playwright. Right. It's about what the market wants. Like, you know? Interesting. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's like it gets this deep. is marketable. Oh. This is quite a story because it's uh, pertinent to something yeah. we're interested in, but... It and it plays in it's it's like the Snake Charmer by uh, Jerome, mm-hmm. the painter. It's like it's it's sexy in that way. Yeah. You know, it's kind of look look at this. Well, and it's it's like the um, the vaudeville villain. Yeah. Like he comes on, and mm. based on the way that he looks, and you know the music that plays behind him, and the yeah. twirly mustache, and whatever, like you know that whatever he's doing is the the bad, bad part thing. of this, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it, there's no actual, like, characterization. It's just, like, you have a villain, you have a, a protagonist, yeah. 
and it, it makes it easy. easy. It's easy for people well, to digest if they don't want to think about it. But there's a lot. Easy. Like if you read this play and, yeah. and maybe it's a play that's better read than seen, hmm. because if you read it, it's a very, you know, intellectual play sure. in that it's talking about laissez-faire economics yeah. and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, people have to sort of understand a little bit about how the economic machine works. Right. Um, but what keeps people in their seats is this sort of idea like, oh, is he going to get murdered? Sure. Is he going to get beheaded? Yeah. And that that's where the pulse of it is coming from. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. that's the problematic part. But this is tough because, I mean, as as someone who has tried on a number of occasions to, like, write plays that actually, that pulse, yeah. as you say, yeah. like, it's really tough to do that without a conflict that is maybe not life and death, but, like, so yeah. visceral that people yeah. feel it, you know? And it's hard to do that with just, like, well, we've got some bougie, talky characters who right. have nuance. Like, it's hard to really, like, grab people with that. Exactly. So it is very easy to jump to this idea of, like, it's a life or death situation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you used the word orientalism. Mm. Oh, in my review. Yes, you did. Tell me. Tell me everything. Well. I mean, you kind of have, but. You I were mean, concerned that people was... would not understand that orientalism is, was a bad thing. What? <laughs> I don't, I don't know that Americans are as, as fluent in Orientalism as, like, the Brits are. They're really not. So, you know, it's this idea of the, really, the Near East mm-hmm. as exotic uh, and other. It's like, it's, sure. it's the way in which the uh, people of, say, India, Pakistan, Algeria, the Mus- especially the Muslim mm-hmm areas mm-hmm. are define who the West is for the Westerner. Interesting. So it's Orient comes from the word, you know, where you originate, where you come mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. And it it's from navigation. It's like where the sun comes up. So it's, it's tied to the idea of what is earlier, what is more mm-hmm. primitive, mm-hmm. what is more, mm-hmm. And with primitive comes more authentic, more, uh, you know, original, more childlike, more authentic. Um, but it also comes but it with mean, being that less, means that we're yeah less more enlightened, older, like you know, yeah, more evolved, exactly more, less intellectual. So right. all the things you good and bad that you associate with the adult, right? Right. The Occident that like. Uh, intellectual, um, sort of evolve, civilized, and all of that is all over this play. Interesting, absolutely oh. signature all over this play, yes. and the way it was designed too. It's 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 design, um, sort of its way of of communicating the story. Yeah, is through the exotic nature of the East. Well, because they're in one room the entire play, right? They're they are. In one it's place, supposed to be like an incarcer- It's supposed to be a bunker. It feels a little more like a, mm, I don't know, an opium den. <laughs> it feels very pretty and, and sort of like fun. the uh, Eastern Arch yeah, window I is gotcha. barred, but, you know, it's still awfully nice. That's awfully tough. Pretty. I mean... I struggle with this and I've been just to, to segue into one Mm. of our new segments coming up. I've been reading this book called uh, the theater of the unimpressed and something that the author talks about is you have to trust your audience 
And if you, if you design something to show the audience where they are in such a way that is, is one, not truthful, and also two, like does 50% of the work to bring them there, but doesn't do the other 50% of the work to actually bring them there, Ooh. then you are, you're, you're sort of adhering to the idea that the audience is not intelligent enough to get it. And it sounds mm. to me that like they put him in a bunker but it wasn't necessary. They didn't. They did the fifty percent to take them to to the bunker, so that the audience understood that oh, they're in an the, they're in an unpleasant environment that's mm -hmm. sort of like a prison. But didn't actually take them the full hundred percent to be like this dude is in trouble. Not at all. Yeah, and I mm -hmm. I think that that's just not giving your audience credit. Yeah, it's definitely romanticized. I mean, yeah. orientalized, exoticized, yeah. just sexified. You know, yeah. sex it up. Yeah. It it's. It's a fantasy. It, yeah. It's really an inf a fantasy of capture. Right. It's almost sure. like, oh, you know, wouldn't they want my learning and mm -hmm. my yeah. keen insight into strategic investment? Mm -hmm. Into their I mean, strategery? Strategery? Strategery. I like that word. That's a word. No, it was interesting. It was a really interesting play to watch. Really interesting well, for me. Well, that's good. I'm... I'm sorry I missed it. I would have loved yeah. to see that. I love John Tufts. He's incredible. He was good. He was committed. Good. Um, Dan Grabner did the costumes. They, I mean, the set, uh, Charlie Corcoran did mm -hmm. the set. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful set. It's beautiful costumes. Yeah. I just think the idea of the play is Orientalist. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's fundamental. It's fundamentally, yeah. it's, it, that's what it It does said. seem to be sort of pandering to an audience. That, Super that, pandering. Yeah. I, I mean. I have trouble getting behind that. Like, I love John Tufts, I and I, there's a reason I love Ayat Akhtar, but I. There's a reason this one is not the one that won the Pulitzer, I yeah. think. I mean. Well, yeah. But I, I totally believe in the death of the author here. I mean, this mm -hmm. is about what the market wants. I, there's no way I could write that play, and it would be. You know, it's actually upon. sort of brilliant, though, to be like, I'm going to write a play about yeah. selling out and I'm going to write it by selling oh. out. Like, Ooh. what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, on one hand, I'm yeah. like, oh, girl, you just fucking nailed it to the floor. But on no. the other hand, I'm like, oh, but now we all have to watch it. And like people who don't get it are just I mean, going to be like, this is a good play. And it's like, oh, I know. <laughs> Like, in, in the 19th century, they loved this play called The London Merchant. Uh -huh. You know, they loved this play. <laughs> uh, this was like the play of the play of the play oh, of the play no. of the play. And London Merchant is about <laughs> this um, apprentice who does bad things to his employer and fesses up. And, you know, it's it's sort of... It's, it's like an homage to capitalism. Right. And <laughs> this is The London Merchant, really. It's just this is our play today. This is who we are. It says so much more to me about the audience than it does about the, you know, capital. Sure, 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 sure. I don't know. I, that sounds snobby of me. I no, feel I like mean, it's tough because we do have to look at the theatrical sort of institution and machinery yeah. as being a business. Yeah, I mean, this is. is the problem that everybody comes across is like, we want that to do whole theater, thing is but it's also silly. a business. So like we have to do something mm -hmm. that allows us to perpetuate, yeah. which means we have to make money. But at the same time, like we don't want to make but money I mean, putting I on shitty work. I'm sure the people that are involved with this play, that put it on, that picked it, that memorized all those lines, yeah, I'm sure they the believe in the validity of the message. But, but just as somebody, 
I don't know, as, as somebody who's coming from it from a different angle, I see, sure. you know, I've got my squinty eye on it, and it's like, this is, you well, know, you're the, the Muslim is, viewer. Well, I have a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so. like, so everything gets the squinty eye. <laughs> You know, but everything needs the squinty eye. I mean, if there was no one sort of calling BS on this, like this thing would just, you know what I mean? Like people get the wrong idea about things. Well, they have the wrong idea about this. That's problematic. They totally have the wrong idea. I mean, they, I mean, I like Aristotle, even though I have issues with Aristotle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aristotle would say, this is a play that connects to people's heart Mm. more than their brain. Mm -hmm. And what's super sneaky about Invisible Hand is it pretends to be catering to your brain. Right, right, right. But it's not. Right, it's not, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It pretends to be, but it's not. It's It's, all about the gun to the head. It's your lizard brain. Yeah, lizard brain, big time. (sighs) Well. And then there are a bunch of words. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. It was, it was great. Like, I would have, I used to teach a lot about um, the physiocrats and Adam Smith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a great sort of think piece on Adam Smith and uh, that. Yeah, capitalism. that's interesting. I feel like it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to understand that? Here you go. Here you go. Here's a good play for that. All right. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. No, no. Don't. Why are you? Don't apologize. Why are you? <sighs> why are you apologizing? Because I'm a girl. Yeah. Don't do that. Fuck. That's terrible. Well, tell me about Crimes of the Heart. What was that about? Oh, I liked it. Yeah? I know, and I oh think God. I might be alone. Charles called it a cake in the rain. I know, Charles. <laughs> Dude, we're going to have to talk about <laughs> that later. <laughs> cake in the rain. I love oh, it. Yes. Well, tell me what you thought. What did you think? Um, So it was in that cute little theater, the Jerkowitz. I love the Jerkowitz. Oh, so the cute. work they do in there is so great. Nice little black box. Yeah. Uh, it was in Thrust, I guess. And um, so it's a family drama, domestic, American. I mean, the sink is literally on stage. So it's literally American kitchen sink realism. Uh, <laughs> like, oh my God, the I water love runs. some American kitchen oh, sink I know. realness. I know. Turn on the faucet. Yeah. Hot and cold. Ugh. It's so <laughs> fantastically obvious, but like so. It's like we're right there. Like just so rustic right and delightful. And and literally that that such a tiny theater that you're yeah. actually like in their kitchen. Yeah. So that's a nice part about that theater. It's very intimate. I it's good for it. those intimate spaces. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And uh, we just have the three sisters. It's kind of a reverberation of Three Sisters by Chekhov. Okay. I? Sure. I I thought it was super funny. Yeah. Oh what, what what was the humor? What type of humor was it? Was well, it like Gilmore Girls humor? Mm, it's it's not unrelated to Gilmore Girls. Okay, okay. But it's a little darker and it's a okay. little more twisted and a little more southern. You know, mm. so with everything that southern okay. humor implies, yeah, sure, like sort of verbally ornate, kind of lovely right. uh, rhythms of speech mm. and the kind of eccentricity, but not in a cute, you know, kind of twee way. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate like porcupine what is, cute. What is twee? Because like, it's like this... sweet and like... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Twee saccharine. is like... Saccharine. Saccharine, like... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Treacle-y. I gotcha. Okay. It's it's more like... Who is in bite. it? So Elaine Bazaski. 
who I love. And uh, she's one of those people who, like, I would hire for anything because I think that she is a good actress and I think that she's a nice person. Yeah, and Shay something was in it. And she played the youngest one, the um, babe who's like Mm -hmm. shot her husband. And um, good, good for her. her. Good for her. I mean, we've all been there. We have all been there. I just don't have a gun on me well, most of the time. Well, I'm not into guns. Right. So, very relatable comedy. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, you and I would like that, pl- mm-hmm. like that play. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do we think Charles did not like oh, it? I didn't read his review. He I just said he was like, plot, 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 plot. It was a little flat cake in the rain. Okay. Well, you know, you could have a take on it. It's just that I like the plot, plot, plot. And then... No, I'm saying the review. He just, like, yeah, recounted no, the know. plot and then said But I it like the plot. Right. Like... Okay, okay. I yeah, like... Maybe, yeah. So... But I'm saying, Beth like, Henley, it seems like it's a, it's a play that is directed for a female audience. And maybe right. one of the reasons why he just didn't like I it know. was he's, he's a dude. He's not... It's quite possible okay. that that's why he didn't like okay. it as much as I did. Which you which know? is fair. I mean, that's totally which fair. Which is fair. Yeah. It, and maybe that's why I don't like, you know, a lot of plays written by men. It's sure. boring. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Man problems. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I love Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I love that play. I teach that play a lot. It's a very male-oriented play. Do you think it could be done with women? No. Why not? Because it's about male toxicity. I mean, the way I see it, it's about men being assholes. But could women be assholes? No. Not in that way? You don't think? No. Why is that? I think women are assholes. In a different way. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's about the specificity of the culture that produces that kind of human. And that kind of human is specifically male. Hmm. And, Do you and think that in 20 years, after no. we could produce, like, toxic females who no. are toxic in that no. way? No. There's never going to be an age in which men... E- either that play will be, like, a relic. Right. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, It's a sign <laughs> or, of the times. Sign of the times. Or it'll... You know what I mean? It'll either be a relic... Or we won't even be able to. It'll never be something. You don't think it'll ever be something we could grow into no. to fit the culture that is doing it. No, because it's it it's actually about the absence of women. If you read mm. it very carefully, the women are specifically erased from that. Text. But could you make it about the absence of men? No. No. Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Because it comes from a culture in which sort of men define themselves by what they earn, how they mm. land themselves in the pecking order. Um, but you don't think we'll reach a time in culture in which women think about those things just as equally as men, and, and the play just happens to yeah. have women in it, or, yeah. or both men and women, but they're all no, equally not, striving for the it's same. Not a, it's not a place of evolution. It's not a telos. It's a marker of, of a place in time and... Gotcha. Space. Okay, so it's specifically I would say it's about e- that, even specifically about like sort the culture of late in that 80s time. real estate okay. in a sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And and the idea of America mm-hmm. too. I mean, so like for instance, American Psycho, who which is now well was on Broadway and is now, and we're hoping um, uh, out of the box is really hoping to get that show because that would be amazing and incredible. Do you think that we will ever come to a point in society in which American Psycho could be played, would in which 
that that character is played by a woman. Mm-mm. No? No. Do you think too much would have to change mm-hmm. within the... Because it's about imbalance, in a way. It's about... Right. So once you got rid of imbalance, then... But how does making it a female mm-hmm. make it get rid of the imbalance? I mean, you can't have a female who's who's that driven, but also that sort of psychotic? Well, you could... You could have that now, but it wouldn't resonate in the same way because it's not sort of symptomatic of the culture at large. Okay, I see. Yes, yes, yes. And I agree. I agree. Not symptomatic. Yeah. But do you think that maybe at a point in the future when women, when we get, let's let's say that we get to a point of more or less equality, do you think that there will be a point in culture in which we can accept a female American psycho or a no. female Glengarry Gen Ross? No, I don't think we'll okay. ever get there. Okay. Because women have to spend too much time dealing with childcare. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what if they have no children? What if they just decide not to have children? They're, They're like, I'm, I'm in the business. I don't want children. As Shakespeare said, the world must be peopled. <laughs> it just, it's just... Well, design. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it now. Shakespeare said it. <laughs> the world must be peopled. Get out there and start fucking. No, I mean, it's not an edict. It's just, it's more descriptive. You know, it's yeah. like, that's how it is. Try no, not is, getting pregnant. That is true. I mean? I mean, I do feel like you're, you're totally you. right that if you were to take uh, a play about women in the workplace, there is this obvious thing that if you overlook the fact that some of them are working for childcare, you, you've completely overlooked the culture of women in, in the workplace. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. There's that extra little extra. tweak to it that it's screws everything up. Tweak. It's a thing. It's yeah, a it's deep a thing. Huge. Yeah. Hey, Anna, do you remember when we had a weird fire and it kind of like made this very weird environment in Santa Barbara in mm-hmm. which all the performance sort of dissipated and went yes. away and rescheduled. I remember. Well, there was an opening at center stage and there was this really interesting event and it was a toy drive uh, featuring a bunch of local and I think maybe as far as LA hip hop artists. Okay. And so I went down, Jordana was working and I had made a hot toddy and I wanted to share it, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I found this really interesting event with... Um, A bunch of people who I had never met before, never heard of, but I really wanted to get to know more. So I'm so excited to introduce Shorty Doo-Wop today on the pod. Yay. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. And who do we have with you? Stutters. Yeah. Stutterbox. Stutterbox. Stutters. (laughs) Excellent. And how do you guys know each other? Uh, Oh, friends from school. We kind of. Yeah. I played basketball back back in the day. Okay. Boys and Girls Club. Boys and Girls Club days. Like nine, ten years old. Okay. And then yeah. we started doing music together in high school. Yeah. Yes. And you got, what? how do you describe your music, your musical style? My music, it's like talking about my life experiences and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a reflection of our surroundings and stuff. Okay. And your yeah. surroundings being, you were born and raised Santa in Maria, Santa California, Maria. Yeah. Okay. And how do you think that you are, what are you representing about Santa Maria culture? Basically, well, we don't have too many people who came out of our city. So, you know, we don't have a lot of, uh, we haven't had a lot of positive stuff come out of our city. So, like, how do you mean? Like, what is Santa Maria we ha- like? We haven't had anybody really make it out. So, okay. So, we're trying to, we're trying to change the whole culture out there. Right mm-hmm. now. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you say make it out, 
I know that they're there. That's like a euphemism for, you know, kind of making it big, like, you know, striking it rich, whatever. Uh-huh. But there's also, I think, this undercurrent of making it out like like Santa Maria has this negative connotation. Do you do you enjoy Santa Maria? Do you guys like living there? Oh, yeah, we grew up there. But yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, of course, we got our, our negative energy, too. But there's, mm-hmm. there's positive stuff going mm-hmm. on, on, on yeah. out there, too. But we don't hear too much about it. Okay. Or people don't hear too much about it. People That's outside right. of Santa Maria. Like we got a lot of people, a lot of athletes coming up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a lot of artists coming up, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, people don't really hear about all that in the news. No, they don't. Like like when I was I was watching the news this morning and it seemed really representative of how Santa Maria gets covered generally, which mm-hmm. was there was a, a murder or something yeah. and there's yeah, people you hear under arraignment yeah. and you yeah. know they, it's they, like, they won't tell you about the kid who, who made it to the university. They won't right. tell you about right. about uh, the college kids coming up at Santa Maria. We got yeah. that too. Like yeah. uh, my yeah. sister, for example. Oh yeah? yeah. What's she doing? She's at UCLA right now. Oh, she graduated right. first from uh U- UCSC. If I'm at UCSC. Okay. And UC, she's at UCLA right now. Yeah, when we hear about Santa Maria, I mean, uh, we, you and I hear about the theater up there, it's PCPA. Yes, PCPA. But beyond that, I think that there is... Yep. Beyond a, that, I'm like tri-tip yeah. and... Yeah, that's part, of, that's part of our culture, too. <laughs> Everybody knows about barbecue. Santa Maria-style barbecue. Yeah. And if you don't, you need to come to Santa Maria and get a plate. So beyond PCBA, you're a vegetarian. I know. So I'm, I'm the I worst. Guess I'm we can just bring up a really worst. good tofu uh, rib. <laughs> just use a mushroom. Do something with it. <laughs> but beyond PCPA yeah. and and the rich hip hop culture that we yeah. have, like like describe to me what the artist scene in Santa Maria looks like. Is it you? I mean, are it's you? It's not kinda... only me. There's, there's a lot of artists. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, like we're real. Uh, the versatility right now in our city is crazy. Yeah. Like we got. Not everybody sounds the same. It's a lot of different type of sounds coming out of the city. Okay. Not just Santa Maria either. We got Lompoc, mm. Oceano, right, uh, right. Guad, Napomo, San Luis, like AG area, everywhere. Like, but Santa Maria, like we got something out here. Right? Santa Maria and Lompoc, we, we got a lot of good artists coming out right now. And how would you say that the Santa Maria, Lompoc area sound is different necessarily than, you know, what we hear on pop radio coming out of LA? It's real raw and uncut. Yeah. We got a lot of... That's that's how our sound is like. It's, mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, like our atmosphere, that that kind of it translates into our music. Mm-hmm. Like if you, um, if you listen to someone from our city, like our city is like heavily influenced by the gang culture. Not to glorify it or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Sure. Some of the music is like marijuana influenced. Mm-hmm. People like smoking weed, so like, sure. That's you hear music like that too, and then a lot of stuff sounds like a house party. Like mm-hmm. everything sounds different. Mm-hmm. You listen to some music, it sounds like. Like uh, like more in the AG area, mm-hmm. some of the sound has like a beach vibe to it. It has a cool vibe mm-hmm. like that. Same thing with uh, slow. They got something similar. Like yeah. Everybody has a different vibe. I think our atmosphere translates into our music yeah. or our surroundings. You know? Sure. Yeah. Do we have a good representative or sample we'd like to listen? Yeah, to? Yeah. Let's listen. Let's listen to a track. Yeah. Which Definitely. one? Which one would you like to? What should we play first? Uh, let's throw on "Give Me One Reason Why" first. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Excellent. Paranoia won't allow me to be gullible Janky promoters turning crooks and I know a few 
They always talking about the shit that they got to offer. But at the end of the day, they the ones that profit. You up and coming and you hungry, you believe that shit. Talking about we gon' do a show with YG and Nip. But if you don't got it up front, right then and there, then they basically tell you you ain't gon' be on shit. Can't pay me tonight, then you assed out. Like a stripper when it's raining Franklin. Talking about the day we finally make it. Selling me a dream, a rude awakening. Like we gon' live in Calabasas, dog, we gon' be neighbors. Okay, I was taught when opportunity not. You gotta answer that dope, yeah, for sure. But if I could turn back the hands of time. I tell him this shit to slam the dope case closed. Give me one reason why. I, I love that. The best part of that for me is we're gonna we're gonna be in Calabasas. We're gonna be neighbors. Oh, really? <laughs> I love that because it's so specific to the area. You know, like uh, clearly you know Calabasas. You know what's up in Calabasas. Well, I, never really, I don't, like, really, I don't, you don't know have Calabasas to. Be, you don't have to be there to know yeah. what Calabasas I know what represents. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's you know to me that is so specific central coast wise instead of just being like yeah we're gonna be in la like we're gonna be in new york it's like i know where you are we're gonna be in calabasas with you like you cannot keep this from coming to you forever you know Mm -hmm. it seems very tenacious Mm -hmm. uh which which i love about your music it does it seems it's like there's nothing wrong with ambition there's nothing wrong with being tenacious like we have it here too and we're we're bringing it that song's based on a true story the whole thing yeah yeah Yeah. tell me about it well, that's basically about like like janky promoters because in the music business we deal with janky promoters. Sure, right? yeah. Like it's part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we like it or not. So, I'm talking about like the local scene and how we deal with that type of stuff. Even though we're not in the industry like that yet, mm-hmm. yeah. We deal with that type of stuff locally too when we're barely coming up. Sure. Like promoters trying to um, manipulate us, you know. And, like what are they just like yeah. give like, you a like the this, bad they deal? Give, they sell or? you a dream. They give you BS. You know, like. Like, oh, we're going to get you on this show and that show, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't happen. Or oh, if you don't right. pay me by today, you can't get on the show. Oh. Like, uh, messing up the game. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it is, and I'm speaking on it on that song. Yeah. I don't even got to say any names. Like, they already know who they are. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, <laughs> think I don't got to slander nobody's name. I think yeah. that it's a, a smart thing to warn people about. I was talking to somebody who was doing, uh, my friend April Rosedahl was doing background work and she ran into somebody who was doing background work with her who said, hey, God, how do you afford to do this? <laughs> she's like, well, I know that, you know, you get broke, you get shit money doing background work. And she's yeah. like, no, I pay every time I'm I'm on a show. And she was like, whoa, who don't pay to do background work. That's but, what we were doing at first. We were yeah. paying to get on shows. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're just, we're hungry, you know, we're hung, sure, starving sure, artists. Sure, sure. So it's yeah, like, like we didn't know at first we didn't know uh sure we didn't have to pay like people started telling me other artists that have been doing it longer than me they told me like we don't pay work like in my city we don't we don't pay out there yeah i mean i think that everybody's trying to like get a leg up you know everybody's trying to to make money and and it's hard when you are a singular artist coming up and you don't have we don't know how to say no to an opportunity that's what it is sure well and you want the opportunity like that's a that's a tough thing to have to do sometimes you have to say you have to say no i'm good yeah for sure for sure (laughs) instead of paying them $300 $300 to do 10 minutes, you know, yeah, like five I, minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, if you're going to pay for something, pay for, you know, somebody to produce the album so that you can get it out there, you yeah. know, rather yeah. than. Yeah. So what is, what is it like for you just being, uh, you know, an artist coming out of a place that isn't necessarily known for, you know, artists, as you said, getting out. Um, what do you, how, where do you play? Who are your promoters? Like, what do you, how do you get your music out there? I don't really have like a personal promoter right now. Mm-hmm. My mom's my manager. But, like, we do, like, little local shows and stuff in town and sometimes out of town. Like, mm-hmm. where you saw us in Santa Barbara. Right. We do stuff like that. Uh, we did a couple shows, like, one show in Lompoc. 
mm-hmm. but mostly in town. Okay. But the thing is, it's like it's hard getting heard, even in our city. Like not everybody takes the time to listen or cares to listen. Sure. The lack of support in our city is like it's kind of bad, but it's getting better. We're starting mm-hmm. to get like more listeners. Oh, that's good. But uh, it's hard to get people to listen at first. It's it sound from the clip. It sounded like a lot of the music is. Uh, recorded and produced. So, what it, do you prefer to be playing? Uh, that like, do you prefer to be in your music encountered through the recordings or to be live? I like performing live. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, sometimes okay. uh, we like we leave the chorus on there. Oh sure. But we the verses we'll do the verses live. Yeah, uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Nah, Lady Gaga does that too. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's better to go live though. Like, yeah. That's like a that's like a real artist thing. Like, yeah. So sure. when you leave a vocals on, sometimes it doesn't sound as authentic. There are lots of different types of musicians, and some of them have a performance persona that's a little bit uh, more innately related to their person. Like if I decided to be a a folk musician it would just be me being a folk musician yeah. you know but what is i find that with a lot of rap and hip-hop the performer has a very specific performance that they put out that isn't necessarily them you know it's a it's a character oh yeah that's that's common in the industry yeah not just rap music but sure sure music, with that, oh know? yeah i mean what we were saying like marilyn manson yeah his name is brian I mean, he doesn't it's, it's, you know yeah <laughs> it's e- i guess it's probably easy to not be yourself i don't know how to do that like, yeah. i don't know, I only like know liber- how to be me okay so your persona is very much that's me it's, it's just you on stage yeah. okay that's I, don't, I don't know any other way like yeah. i can't walk around acting like someone else do you find it <laughs> yeah, i know right that way. <laughs> we know lots of people who do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have bougie friends um do you do you find it difficult to be vulnerable so because you're just being yourself, you know? Is yeah. it do you, not everybody mm. understands that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people they I don't know. I think it's in this generation, being someone you're not is is uh, like a trend right now. Mm. That's, mm-hmm. that's trending right sure. now. Sure. Yeah, you can create whatever you want on social media. Yeah. It's you know? a social media. It's uh like I say, fake is the new real. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. True. True. It is true. I mean, you don't have to be yourself nowadays. You can be somebody else, somebody completely different. Yeah, from who you really are wow. in real life, and people yeah. don't really—they <laughs> won't tell you anything for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's let's play another one. What yeah. what should we play next? Uh, Soldier. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah, do that. I like that's that. One of our favorites. He's on. He's on the second verse. Oh. Okay. Great. It, oh great. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell tell me a little bit about this song before we hear it. This song, Soldier Me. Yeah. Um, we made that one basically for. Everybody and everybody, anybody and everybody who has been through some type of physical or mental struggle Mm -hmm. and overcame it. Like we're talking about our situation. Like I'm talking about when I had, I had like tumors on my knees at one point and I was Mm -hmm. talking about how I, how I still stay strong through it and overcame it and and didn't let it break me down. You can either let a situation break you or make you. Sure. And, and um, I'm basically saying too, like, even though I had that going on, there's a lot of people out there who have a way worse. So for me to complain is wrong. Hmm. Cuz a lot of people have it worse and on his verse he's uh he's talking about his situation like his dad passed away and mm-hmm. and uh he stepped in and came like the man in the house hmm. you know and, mm-hmm. and he took care of his mom and his family and like that like basically is uh certain situations make us stronger that's a soldier in me. That's right. why it's called soldier in me. Right. Certain situations we go through make us make us strong make us a soldier. Now I think that there is in broadly speaking and i think that this talks about culture that doesn't that hasn't necessarily taken the time to really to to really listen and kind of dig in um that there is this implication between 
the use of the word soldier and and yeah. sort of like criminal culture, gang yeah, culture. Yeah. And I mean, I don't. I think that it's very clear in in this song that we're about to hear mm-hmm. that that's that that's not. But do you find that? Do you ever face prejudice just based on the fact that there is this sort of waspy culture that just doesn't doesn't want to deal with the hip hop or like the skit? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 How do you how do you handle that? How do I handle it? Yeah. How do you how do you work with that? Handle the the prejudice? Yeah. I don't really let it get to me anymore. Yeah. Like before I would. Yeah. <laughs> how does it come up? Like I mean, I can imagine, but how does it? Where do you encounter that? I think anytime you step outside. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Yeah. Pretty much. Well, it depends okay. on where you're at, but that's that's part of the way the world is, I guess. Now. Yeah. I deal with that a lot. Do you see things moving in a positive direction? For as far as it just in culture, like from the microcosm of of the Santa Maria culture, where you Santa are, Maria, yeah, well, yeah, we still got like like I said, you turn on the news and they only speak about the That's negative true, stuff going right? on, but we got positive stuff going on, yeah, like, a lot, yeah, definitely. We got especially like we got a bunch of businesses opening like yeah. out of nowhere. We didn't have all that before. Like, oh yeah, like Lots it's new to us, like Buffalo Wild Wings and all that crazy stuff. Like we didn't have that before, so sure. it's kind of. And that our, says something. Our I mean, city's you, growing right now. Yeah, when you have growing. these like chains coming in too, I mean, it shows that there is that there's development money right. there, yeah. which right. you know points to gentrification and too. Art. I mean, I've been hearing about some arts growth in Santa Maria yeah. and community we, we, development we gotta, stuff. So. Yeah, we still got a long way to go though. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're only halfway there. Right now. Not even halfway there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff we want to do for the city in the future. Right now, we're not financially able to do it or anything. Mm-hmm. Like we're still mm-hmm. barely coming up. But sure, sure. In the future, we'll be able to. What do you happen. What do you hope to see for Santa Maria in the future, and how do you hope to be a part of that? What I hope to see, I hope to see more just stuff going on, more people just doing stuff instead of just sitting around like hmm. like hopeless. There's a lot yeah. of hopelessness coming out of the city. Okay, that's that's the thing. Like there's a lot of hopelessness, even though, like I said, we got positive stuff going on right now. Right, I still see a lot of hopeless hopelessness when I look around. Mm. Is that is that because I want to get to the music? But um, do you think that's because of like there's no trajectory, there's no path to getting to jobs or what? Where does why does why is there this lingering hopelessness? Is it that it I think feels... it's just something in the air. I don't. I don't, <laughs> don't, don't want to say that. Um, okay. I don't know. We're like a small city, like like uh, yeah. even in. The music scene we're undiscovered right now we're like mm-hmm. the diamond in the dirt that ain't even found mm. right that's how i see it so it's like people think just because people before like pe- the people before us didn't have a, a chance or opportunity or option to make things happen like we're trying to do right now no yeah. they didn't have that that opportunity we have the opportunity right we got to seize the opportunity take advantage of it right. instead of just complaining like oh we don't got this we don't got that we got to yeah. actually mess absolutely up the absolutely maggie but, have, have you ever seen that uh, photographed migrant mother by uh, uh, Dorothea Lange. And yes, the the, know, she, the one with the she's she's the very and she's got yeah the she's very downtrodden. Yeah. Anyway, I only realized that I was uh, it was a long time before I came to realize that was that photograph was taken in Napomo. When I think of that image, though, you know, I I think about the legacy or how far back mm-hmm. that area goes into. I don't know if you're familiar with this image. I'll have to pull it up for you guys but um, it'll be on the website it's like you know it is iconic image of despair despair and yeah. and and you know it was taken during the great depression and and this woman's like not able to feed her kids yeah really and yeah. uh people are she, selling their children putting their children up for sale 
that's yeah. neither here nor there. In, that's in just, hopes that's, of a better life for them. That's the thing that yeah. that's what I mean, shocks was, me about the the poverty of the Great Depression is like right. that's how right or the orphan trains. And yeah, the, yeah, just gnarly. Oh, you're but right. you're right. Like I mean, that was in Napomo. That but was Napomo, right. That's right in near us. Northern County. Where oh, that's that was right. Napomo too. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah, it, just crazy poverty and despair. And I'm wondering. Yeah. So when yeah. when you say yeah, it, you know, they didn't have that. It's like that goes. Goes yeah, back. that that, that sort of back. lingering. I think what you're what you're calling like a an air of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting that we've had this in this area for so long. And is it because it's agricultural up there? And then that's just a I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's but I, I have I'm, a lot of hope. I do too, and I'm glad to hear that. Why. You know, things are <laughs> well. It sounds like things are you know getting. There is yeah. more there. Like things There's are becoming more, more densely, yeah. you know, interesting yeah. in terms of like the art that comes out of it. We yeah, got, we got a lot of talent in Sam. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I can already tell from the one track we've listened to. It's and for all now, my real soldier motherfuckers. Hit it, David. If I go down, they going down as well. Karma is a bitch and that bitch let it get around. Guilty by association. Enemies by relation. Forgive the jealous, they was born hating. Rain, rain don't go away, I'm still gonna shine, son. I know some soldiers that survive, but most would die from. And while I run, let's walk the walk, see what could ease my pain. We all got war scars and we all bleed the same. Ain't even gotta say my name because they know already. The world gon' fear me when they hear me that. 
Awesome. Yeah. It's catchy. It is. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions that just come up from this one. I hear the phrase, I want the money, keep the fame. Tell me about that. <laughs> I don't want to be told what to do. Because, mm. like, there's some people out there, like, when they get signed, they want you to write it, like, a certain way. Or mm -hmm. you can't say this or you can't say that. Your soul has been sold. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, um, mm -hmm. I, don't, I just want the money. It just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just, uh, I was kind of having fun with it. But yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, I just, just did it just because. Well, sure. I mean, I think that that's a, but that's yeah. a theme that we hear throughout, you know, not either wanting way, to sell out. Yeah. We want that money so we can take care of our people. That's, that's right. You know, mm. that's, that's why we want the money. Well, I love on the cover of this. I don't know if you've seen the cover, yeah. Anna. We'll have to put it up. But the the little explicit label, mm. you know, that says like, mm, this is sensitive or whatever. I don't know what that thing is for. But yeah. it's right over your mouth. Yeah. I love that. Like they're, trying to, they're trying to shut me up. Censorship. They're trying to shut me up, but I'm not going to shut up. That's, that's yeah, I do feel like censorship kind of hits uh, the hip hop rap community yeah. like harder than anybody else. Like, why yeah. do you think that is? <laughs> because we don't we don't give a damn. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like, like people shouldn't have a problem with it. Like music, not just rap music, but music. Period is made to express yourself. That's that's what right. it's for. We're not interested this to this be talking just to talk. Right. We gotta have a sense of purpose in this. And if we're gonna say something, say it for a reason. Don't right. just say it to say it. Like, so when when we speak our mind, like that's that's what the purpose. Yeah. People don't really understand that though. They they probably think we're just talking shit. But what do you think it would take to make people understand on a broader level that they really listen and pay attention to more? Oh, that that yeah. probably won't even help. I know that's a, that's a tough one because it's like that's I think what everybody's problem is. We have, yeah, people we're need so to distracted, listen. Yeah, they, you yeah. know. All they they just hear the yelling, they just hear the yelling and mm -hmm. stuff. That, but they don't pay attention to the lyrics. They pay attention to the lyrics. They'll see we actually got something to say. Right. We're yeah. speaking with a purpose rather mm -hmm. than just speaking to speak. Well, what do we do? We have one more. This poem right here, uh, what inspired it? My mom was the one that kind of like she she threw it out there like you should do a poem for because we were um, performing at the high school, uh -huh. Samaria yeah. High School, and uh, a friend of ours, Ricardo Valencia, he's a teacher at Samaria. He teaches Chicano studies. Mm -hmm. And he invited us to come perform for the students. Yes. And uh, it was an event, like a Latinos conference event. And it was called I Am. I Am Somebody. That was the name of the mm. event. Mm. So when I found out that was the name of the event, I was like, I gotta, my mom told me, she's like, you should write something specifically for the event. Yeah. And I wrote the poem that day, mm. the day I found out. Oh, wow. And then, cool. yeah, and I called it I Am. So this is, this is it right here. Okay. <laughs> I ain't God, and I ain't Jesus, ain't no teacher, and I damn sure ain't no preacher, I ain't employed, my resume don't look too decent, it's money season, I ain't got much left on my visa, I ain't no follower, but I am a leader, I am the one that told you, give me one reason, I am the one that's yelling, power to the people, I'm supposed to be dead or renewed, but I'm still breathing, they can't believe me, world is mine,
Don't let the system beat you. Beat the system. What don't kill you make you stronger. Hope you're listening. Say what don't kill you make you stronger. In case you missed it. As far as I know, I am Chicano. I'm treating life like I ain't guaranteed tomorrow. Set up the veil, but success my only option. If I can make it, you can make it. Search for knowledge. The prison's packed with browns and blacks. Let's pack the college. Surrounded by negativity, trying to stay positive. They told my sister she couldn't, but she accomplished it. Graduated from two colleges, no scholarship. They never thought a brown girl could turn professional. Class and session, respect the doctor, the desperate. And I am a survivor. I'm a struggler and a striver. I am the fire in the eyes and the valley of the beast. I am the son of a king and a queen. I am more than a statistic. I am young, brown, and ambitious. Don't let nobody tell you that you ain't nobody. I ain't him and I ain't them, but I am somebody. I am. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Nice work. So the Chicano identity, tell me about that. The Chicano identity? Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's that's what I am, you know. Well, what does that mean to you? Chicano. Well, that's what people. That's, that was like kind of like a label given to us. Like, mm. if you speak Spanish and English, and you're from you're from America, or basically a Mexican in America. Okay. Yeah, that's what they. And in terms it. of in terms of your family and your immediate community, like how does that how does that come out in your artistry in your music? Well, I do a lot of reading, so it kind of. Yeah. It kind of like, uh, I wasn't rapping like that before, really. I was uh, still on the, the bullshit, you know. But when I started reading more, it kind of opened my mind to 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 uh, my people and just our, our culture and everything. Like, when when did, how did you come issues. into that? How did you move into the reading and the... That kind of happened because my sister, my sister and a close friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't really get like that until about... 20, early 2016, mm-hmm. late 2015. Before that, I was still mentally incarcerated, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that comes up in your poem. Yeah. 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 But, so uh, what? What should? What's a good read? What should we? Well, throw stuff I like up? to read. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if you ever read the Four Agreements. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, that, that's it's, there's three different um, books to it. It's like a little kind of like a series. Uh-huh. Okay. But it's uh it's about like inner peace and. Hmm. Yeah. It's about okay. that type of stuff. That's not the only stuff I read. I read, right. I read that. Uh, this book called Always Running. Mm-hmm. This book called uh, 48 Laws. Um, what else? What else I read? The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I read some stuff about Huey P. Newton. Mm-hmm. To Die for the People. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like reading a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really read in school much. I, was, I wasn't that good in school, but mm-hmm. it took for me to get out of school. To, for me to be educated, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. We were like uh, miseducated in school. So like, when, hmm. as soon as I was out of school, it was like I got to get self educated. Right. My close friend, he, he, uh, my friend Bonnie, he's the one who told me about like self education. He's like, you got to self educate yourself. If you're miseducated before, you got to self educate yourself. So like, he he kind of put me up on that. So when you say miseducated, what is what does that mean? All that you? stuff we were taught in school. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying all of it, but most of it is false. Like. Like we're we're taught about Christopher Columbus. We gotta mm-hmm. sit there and learn mm-hmm. about that. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff right. is false. Like yeah. 
Are they still teaching? God, are they? I hope not. Jeez. I remember I cutting out little pilgrims when I was, but that was a long, you know, know, that was back yeah. in the, you yeah. know, back. I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, and I'm trying to think when but it I became. Hope, but but I'll give myself was, credit for always thinking the Christopher Columbus story was smelly. <laughs> Like, they, they I always holiday. thought, like, they got this a holiday, is, a school, a statue. I know. After him. What? I was like, I don't know if this was such a great thing. This is just a dude who was, who was lost, who then enslaved a people. Why does he get a holiday? I know. I know. He was a capitalist. Ugh. I mean, I, even when I was eight, I was I like, talk about that in sure the song, too. Yeah. yeah. A different song unreleased. Yeah. And I talk about all that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I didn't, I wasn't aware of that when I was in school, though. So yeah. I was, no, I was a kid, so thing. I wasn't aware of all that. Right. But it's but, a little demoralizing to yeah. figure that out after the fact and be like, what the oh, fuck? I found, when I found out about that, I was yeah. like, fuck this dude. <laughs> I know, what? <laughs> Columbus <laughs> Day. I'm a box. What? Let me tell you how to ruin a population. By Carissa, oh, it's Christopher no, it's Columbus. So uh, that's that's not that's, the only thing. That's not the only part of miseducation. No, yeah, like, yeah. It's the school system is uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I don't want to say designed for everybody to fail, but for most of us to fail. Like it's uh, it's, it's school. Like when people say, I always tell uh, like friends of mine, like when they say, after system, after system. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, why, no, why you're saying it? Don't just say mm-hmm. it to say it. Don't just mm-hmm. say it because it sounds cool or because someone we know. Got in trouble. Don't just say it because of that. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, have a sense of purpose to why you're saying something. Mm-hmm. Like when I say after system, I'm saying it because of the, the crooked, corrupt stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Even within the school system, yeah. they allow drugs into the school system. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. I talk about that in some of my new music too. But like, it's not out yet. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what do you have coming out yeah. next? Tell us about oh, your work- upcoming gigs and upcoming music. Well, we got a show on, uh, what's our next show? Oh, May, is it May 3rd or 4th? May 3rd in Lompoc. Okay. It's like a, it's like an art, uh, art show, art okay. festival. Great. And we're going to be performing at that. And uh, we might be performing on May 25th in, in Santa Maria in our city at Louis B's, but we're not sure yet. With Great. DJ Vega. Shout out to DJ Vega. Cool. Well, and, definitely uh, keep us uh, informed, and yeah. we'll stick the links up on our website. And yeah, what's uh, the new music you have coming? I'm out? working on an album yeah. called Pleasure. The, I'm calling it Pleasure and Pain. Mm-hmm. The Thornbush and the Rose Garden mm-hmm. it has two two names to it, but mm-hmm. it's like the same meaning. Mm-hmm. Like the Thornbush and the Rose Garden, people got to really think about that when they when they see the title. People probably won't understand it when they first see the title. But mm-hmm. what do you think of when you see a thornbush? I mean, I think that there's that initial sort of, oh, it's a don't touch it yeah, because that, it'll... That's, that's the immediate reaction. Right, yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah, taught, yeah. stay away from the thorns, right? Right, yeah. And you see the rose, what do you, what do you think about the rose? It's like... Uh, yeah, you. that's that's, that's very appealing. Beauty, like, that's, yeah, you want to... Like, to people admire you want the rose. part of that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like in society, I'm I'm like a thorn bush mm. in the rest mm-hmm. of society. Not the rest of society, but a lot of society is like, is like the um, the rose garden. Mm. and Or the world, not just society, but the mm-hmm. world. And... Uh, I feel like I'm not the only one. It's like there's a lot of people like that yeah. around the world, like everywhere. Who just, feel, they just feel like feel a thornbush, like out of place or out of place and misunderstood. Okay, yeah. Like yeah. stay away from him. Like perceive even, for the yeah. the negativity. Yeah. Right. But right. but the rose wouldn't be what the rose is right. without the thorns. True. The thorn protects the rose from the bugs, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's like the, the 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 thorns get looked down upon. Right, and that's how I feel in society. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I get looked down upon for mm-hmm. no reason. Like people don't even know me sometimes. Right, they're like, oh yeah, stay away from that dude or whatever. Hmm. It's like, 
So when that's, is, what, that's what the album is going to be about. And, and when is and that coming out? I don't have a, a okay. date for it yet. Still, still in process. Yeah, in process. I wanted, I, I wanted to throw fifty something songs on it. And oh, everyone, wow. everyone was telling me I'm crazy for it. Like, How many? Fifty. Five zero. At least fifty songs. Wow. I feel like no one's really done that. Yeah, that's that's a huge amount of work. Yeah, it is. And I'm willing to put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on some. I have most of the songs. Written. Okay. I have, yeah, he's on. He's gonna be on a few songs. Too. Oh, great! Yeah. I have great. a. I have a lot of songs written, but they're not all recorded yet. Once sure. I once I get uh, get them all recorded, then. And do you you work with a lot of different artists throughout? Yeah, well, or is this... I don't. Um, so far, I haven't worked with too many. I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to working with more. There's there's some other artists that want to work with me still out here. Yeah. But uh, I probably work with this dude the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I work with. Um, the person who usually engineers my music is Lil Bones and, and Pops. Pops is uh, Stutter's cousin. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's been recording us since the start. And this is up in Santa Maria yeah, that you guys record? Yeah, both from Santa Maria. Great. But those are uh, my two go-to producers. Not producers, but engineers right there. Lil Bones and, and Pops. Awesome. Yeah. You guys are going to have to look them up, too. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I, I recently have been doing features. I've been doing features recently. Yeah. Like getting other people's songs for their album and stuff. Yeah, I noticed that you were kind yeah. of featured on quite a few. Yeah. Um, Trying to get on some songs with him. Um, yeah. Did a song with Crazy Boy from Oceano recently uh -huh. mm. for his album. Um, last year, I did a feature for King Tripp's album. And you guys get radio play? No. How Not do yet. you how do you go about doing that? How do you go about getting your song on the radio? <laughs> we tried already. <laughs> like, what do you tried. need for that? Like, Actually, I don't even no, know no, what the no, process no. is. Actually, I was supposed to send my music in to them. So it was kind of my fault, too. I was supposed <laughs> to send it in... Uh, but I haven't got the clean versions. The radio mixes made yet. Oh, I'm gonna get them right. made. Once yeah. I do that, I'll be able to send them in. I, okay. I got I got a few songs I could get on there. Hopefully, mm -hmm. great. If, yeah. if they approve it, you know. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's a big step. Yeah. yeah, you had to have a strong following, definitely. Yeah, I've heard this. This was something that it's I was discussing How with. How do you get a strong? I know. I, I was discussing this with Sam and April too. Oh yeah, it's but they all call have... in and request a song and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, they all have their Instagram roles. They're like, oh, I can't get a role <laughs> unless I have so many instagram followers or whatever else and it's it's like we live in this world now where like the social media yeah. aspect and like the how how many so followers or how many people yeah. can you bring to uh, us it's like well i can't that's, that's what the labels do now i heard they, yeah they say uh oh, how many even uh, they don't care about your music it's like oh how many followers do you have yeah on, how on popular instagram? are you You're like um so i've I been got, focusing on the music yeah they don't care about the music <laughs> Yeah, what a it's weird. All about, it's all about your following and how much money you can make for them. Right, likes. not for you, but for them. <laughs> right, of course, likes. of course. Ugh. So, so you have to be a you have to be a marketing person. I know, right? Everybody has honest. to be a marketing genius. Yeah, and we looked down on those marketing people in college, like <laughs> marketing. I I'm not letting <laughs> it's go. The only of way that. to I know. <laughs> It's the only way to make money now. It's the only way yeah. to do anything. You have to be. You have to market yourself like mad. Mm -hmm. So mm. I want to take the independent route. I don't even want to sign no label. Like yeah. when you're coming up, when you're young, you're like, oh, I want to get a record deal. I want to sure. get a record deal. But now it's like I've kind of like studied the industry a little bit. Not mm -hmm. enough yet. I still got a lot to learn. But study people like Nipsey Hussle. Like he's been independent and mm -hmm. he made it mm -hmm. on his own like that. Yeah. Has owns everything. Own all all your music. Own everything. Oh, that's yeah. That's like, like that's, that's. I think that's important. Yeah, because that's another way you can get kind of taken advantage of. I think. Yeah. When you have like a catalog of music, you're like, oh, I don't actually own the rights to any of this work that I created. Anyway, so, yeah. so getting a record deal is not really in the picture right now. Like, yeah, it's not 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 as of right now. Yeah. Maybe if they give me a distribution deal or something, I don't know. But sure, 
But right now it's like, nah. It's, That's smart though. I mean, I think it's good to know the industry, know what you're willing to, yeah. you know, what you're willing to take, what deals you're willing to make. And, and that way you, you know, prevent yourself from getting taken advantage of, yeah. which is. Because it happens. It's happening yeah, almost it everybody yeah. you hear about. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's that's the thing is that the corporation, the music, uh, they're really good at taking advantage of people. Yeah. That's why they have so much money. You know, they're yeah. good at it. So you're like you get these people. They're throwing all the all the greed. That's it. And, yeah. The downfall to every empire is greed. That's true. And jealousy. That's true. So. <sighs> On that dark that's note. note. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh. <laughs> Maybe anarchy. This is a little step. This is a little little step in in expose. You know, a little broader exposure and a little. Yeah. Oh my my bad. Sorry to go back in time, but back oh, to yeah, the, no, to the no. album title. Oh like yeah. The, you know how I said it had two names. Yeah. Pleasure and pain, and then yeah, the yeah, thornbush yeah. part. Um, I didn't I didn't explain I didn't, I didn't explain it the first time. Oh the yeah. Thorn, the thornbush and thornbush it represents the symbolism behind it. It represents. Pleasure, pain, passion, sin, sorrow, hardship, all in one. So it's like, that's why, I, um, I, like I said, it has two names, but the same meaning. Right. Mm -hmm. The thornbush represents pleasure and pain. And that's the first oh, sure. yeah. name of the fucking Well, um, and that's a title. pretty, it's a good, like, broad range of, of emotional, you know, yeah. the, mm -hmm. of emotion that you can put in that people yeah. can then you know, feel through your work, you yeah. know, rather than just like hitting one emotional note and Yeah, you don't want the whole it. album to sound the same. Yeah, 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 You don't want it to just sound like the same all the way through. Like, that's why pleasure and pain is like talking about the good, the bad. Right. The negative, the positive, the ups, and how the downs, trials, and tribulations. Like, it's talking about all that in one. Like, yeah. some songs are going to sound like they're going to have a, like a party vibe, not a party vibe too, but like a, not like I'm happy, but like a, a, a good vibe too. And some songs are going to be like sad. Some songs, you're going to hear the pain in some songs. Right. Right. Like everything's gonna sound different. You're and that's hear, yeah, I mean that's all a part of your experience and yeah. it represents I, I wanted to make it like a timeline, like a five year timeline. Oh wow. That's why it was gonna be so many songs. Yeah. It's twenty thirteen. That's cool. All the way to twenty eighteen. Like it's gonna be like a timeline throughout the album. And that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be uh like me starting off when I was what, seventeen, eighteen, about seventeen and how I was thinking back then. Mm-hmm. And stuff I was going through back then, and then going 19, 20, 21, 22. And it's like a, like an evolution in me, almost, yeah. almost throughout the album. Instead of making this a ten song album right now, and then doing a, another twelve song album, thirteen song album later, like why not all put it in one? Yeah, just do the compendium immediately. I like that. It's like, yeah. see, that to me is just ripe for stage show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that says to me. That says to me, mm, put it on stage. hip hop opera. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a story. It's that long of a time span. It's a story. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for being yeah, here. It's been so, so interesting to talk to oh, you. No and that I love hearing your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, we'll have great. all of your information and upcoming dates and things on our website. And uh, so you can check out all of their new music. And everything coming up on Theatrix SB. All right. Thank you. Thank guys. you. Maggie, too much fun as usual. God, there was so much that we mm. did and thought about and talked about and forced you to think about <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Thanks to our producer, David Perez. And to our music, Miles Austin. Find us all on all the channels. Absolutely, and we'll 
will have all the information on Shorty Doop and his upcoming music and gigs on our website. Je demande une bidet. <laughs> J'ai besoin d'une bidet. <laughs> Je ne travaille pas juste qu'il y a un bidet. <laughs>